So I use it as uh, you know to, to generate ideas. So I, I I use it to summarize content. So you have at least the the, the gist of it. And um, from from those those perspective, uh, I think that that's really really useful. We are developing something which I thought of thinking sort of the natural step in the evolution. That we, we build um, an AI that is aligned with human values. Hello and welcome to The Common Creative. My name is Chris Meredith. And my name is Paul Fairweather. And this week's guest is a futurist, and I'm going to pronounce this right, I hope, Mark van Richmanen, um, who specializes in the future of technology, particularly artificial intelligence, the metaverse, all those kind of new concepts that fascinate us so much. And I think we're both a bit speechless because at the one extreme, he said, done wrong, AI could literally kill us all, could wipe us out. And on the other end of the spectrum, he said, if we get it right, we will have a world of abundance when we've solved major diseases, we've got food to eat and so on. It was mind-blowing, wasn't it? Chris, it was absolutely fantastic. And you know, as, I, as I've said, we have a range of fantastic guests on this show. But there was something about this particular episode that was incredibly provocative. I think probably the most provocative we've had uh, because it really is this unknown. You know? And we talk about creativity being stepping into the unknown. And this is the ultimate. This is creativity on steroids. Because you know we don't have we don't have the reins, you know, is what he's what he's sort of saying to us, and there's a lot to be done to get this get this alignment right. So, for the for the benefit of the future humanity. So, look, I, I found it uh, an absolutely incredible, if at times scary conversation. Um, so let's uh, let's get him on and have a chat. Let's get him on and hear about the future of humanity. <laughs> Mark van Riechmanen, I hope I pronounced that right. A huge welcome to The Common Creative. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Chris Paul. Thanks, Mark. It's great to have you here. Uh, Mark, I thought we'd just set off in the first instance by you giving us a quick potted history about how you got to where you are now. Sure. Well, that's, uh, um, I, I, I've had a bit of a journey the past 20 years. <laughs> um, I, uh, I started in, uh, in hospitality uh, over 20 years ago. Um, um, uh, I lived in Dubai for, for, for some time. I was op- part of the opening team of a ski resort um, a long time ago, the first ski resort in Dubai. Um, I worked for, uh, I did a master's degree then. I worked for um, uh, one of the biggest banks in the Netherlands. Um, didn't like that. I decided to go on an adventure. Um, as Dutch as, as you do, I cycled around Australia in 100 days, uh, which was uh, an awesome adventure to raise money for charity. Wow. <laughs> and once you've done that, um, um, I didn't, I could not go back to work for a boss anymore. <laughs> so I decided to <laughs> to start my own company, um, and um, yeah, that's sort of uh, where uh, where the the history began. That I what I do at the moment. So uh, um, um, I am a, a strategic futurist, uh, which means that I think about emerging technologies and how they change organizations. Um, how, about seven years ago, I did a PhD um, at the University of Technology in Sydney. Uh, on how organizations change due to technologies such as big data, blockchain, and AI. Um, and I very much like to uh, practice what I preach. Uh, so I try to use these technologies myself. Um, I'm currently building a digital twin of myself. Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, I made myself available as an avatar, as a hologram. Um, uh, I wrote uh, my fifth book um, with ChatGPT in a week. 
Uh, I am pretty sure, sure I was the first one in the world to publish a book written by ChatGPT because it came a week. It came out a week out, a week later after um, uh, the ChatGPT was published, uh, made available. Um, I gave the, the world's first TEDx talk in virtual reality. Um, uh, so there's all kinds of cool things to do. Um, and so yeah, I moved from hospitality um, um, to the finance to technology, um, and um, I found my sweet spot um, because I'm currently building. Uh, a research institute focused on uh, uh, elevating the world's digital awareness. It's called the FutureWise Institute uh, because I'm actually really worried about our digital future. Uh, I'm not convinced uh, we are ending up in a in a in, a, in the right uh, right uh, right direction. Um, um, so uh, I do have hope. So I call myself an uh, optimistic dystopian um, who who thinks about yeah um, um, how can we how can we use digital technologies in ways that benefit humanity. Um, and that allow uh, will allow my my children and other people's children, obviously, um, to thrive in a, in a digital future that's hopefully ahead of us. I, I'm thinking we should have invited your virtual twin to to be on the show instead of. <laughs> but here we are with the real you. I'm afraid to say. Um, can we dive right in there? This idea that we're not that it's kind of it's a worrying future for the world of technology and particularly digital technology. Why are you worried? about that i think we all share that fear so it seems like a really important question well i i'm i am worried because um the, the technology advances uh, way too fast for humanity to cope um and um I, I, he's like asimov said in 1988 you know it's a it's such a shame that uh, one of the saddest things in life is that the world gathers um knowledge faster than it gathers wisdom um uh, quote unquote um and um I think that's a beautiful, beautiful saying, and it's, it's still true today. You know, uh, the, if we see, if we, if we only have to look at ChatGPT, or it was, a, it was launched, <clears throat> I think way too, way too soon for to, to a, a way too big audience. Um, um, from an open AI perspective, I understand why they did it because they had a, within two months they had a hundred million people test driving their product. Um, uh, but I don't think that's the, the right approach to uh, to uh, bring such a powerful technology, uh, throw it to the market, and just you know figure it out um, and. Uh, uh, who cares what happens uh, to society? There's one one part. Um, uh, the, the other part is that the, uh, um, I have a um, uh, I think part of a unique overview of technology uh, because I, I don't only look at, at AI. I also look at the metaverse, at blockchain, at crypto, at big data, um, at Internet of Things, um, um, at all these different uh, digital technologies, um, um, and I can sort of see how these technologies are converging, and I can see how this convergence of technologies will affect our society not only five years, but ten years, or even twenty years uh, uh, away from us. Um, and um, if I look at that technology and if I look at how our society is governed, if I look at the fact that we are in a capitalist society, if we, uh, if I look at the geopolitics that's going on, um, 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 it just worries me a lot. Um, and um, if I look at AI, that we haven't solved the alignment problem, uh, which is one of the biggest problems we have at the moment, I think, in the world. Um, um, if I see that there's very little conversation about all this stuff, um, uh, if I see that, uh, that, uh, that uh, politicians generally yeah. don't have a clue about this stuff um, 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 it just really really worries me um, and if I see that uh, you know most organizations have a very uh, sh short-term shareholder perspective instead of a long-term stakeholder perspective um, so all the you know we, we're sort of building a, a perfect storm here um, and uh, you know, as I said uh, <clears throat> I am an optimistic dystopian I'm, I'm, I'm really worried uh, but I, I, I do see uh, I, I, I'm still hopeful that we can uh, find a, a way um, out of this uh, this mess that we've created. So is is this like climate change? That there's this thing out there that's going to be affecting us all. 
And yet, in the, individually, no one can solve it. We have to work together to decide how to cope with what's coming up. Would that be a fair analogy? Absolutely. Um, and um, you know, the movie Don't Look Up uh, very much applies to, to AI as well. Uh, I'm not sure who said it was. I think it was uh, Yudkowsky or, or Nick Borstrom, two of the foremost thinkers uh, within the uh, um, AI and the super AI space. Um, and, and they said, you know, it, it, it's similar to uh, we know that um, an advanced, very, very advanced alien species will um, um, arrive on Earth um, in the next 50 years. Um, and um, if we know that for sure, um, you would expect that we as humans would start to prepare. Um, now, <clears throat> it always used to be 50 years that that very advanced alien species of, of whom we don't know whether they are good or bad for humanity. Um, uh, it, it always used to be 50 years. We can now sort of say it's only five years. Um, so we have a lot less time to prepare. Um, and are we preparing ourselves? The answer is no. Yeah. Yes, some pe- people, some thinkers, um, yeah, there's some there's discussion going on here. Um, and there are you know, 50,000 people who, sa- who signed the letter to pause uh, the development of large language models, um, which is not going to happen anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, um, it's, it's, it's good that, that these messages come out. Um, but it's it's yeah we're not we're not really preparing you know we should all alarm bells should go off um, and and they're not so, so help us out I mean I suppose I'm in that group because it's kind of fun to play with this new toy and you hear rumours about how it could get out of control climate change I can get you know there's going to be a lot of people displaced by rising sea levels there'll be a lot of wildlife and ecosystems it's a kind of you can sort of step through what it could look like what if it, let me dark for a moment, if you don't mind. What could it look like five years out if all of these technologies converge and they're not regulated? What could happen? Oh, we could all die. Um, ah, okay, that's important. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a, a very straightforward answer. If, if we don't solve the alignment problem and we create AI that's that, that's not necessarily um, um, doesn't does not necessarily have good intentions with you and. Um, 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 we could all die, and that might not be its intention, but it might just be a, a, a side consequence of the AI that we've built. Um, and um, so I think that's that's yeah, a pretty big issue. Um, um, it's a bit worse than losing your job uh, to AI. Um, and um, I think you know, that that's the other issue. You know, uh, we'll, people will lose their jobs, um, um, and uh, maybe it's not necessarily that AI will 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 take your job, but humans working with AI will definitely take your job. Um, and uh, the smarter AI becomes, um, the more likely that also AI will take your job. Um, and so it's, it's, I think it's, it makes it's, 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 we are developing something which I thought of think is sort of the natural step in the evolution. You know, it's 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 um, I, that's sort of how I how I how I see it. Um, and it, it's um, um, it's really cool that we can build intelligence. It's intelligence that will be fundamentally different than than uh, human intelligence because it's built. Um, on, on, on different matter um, yeah, it's built on silicon and not built on carbon um, it's built um, uh, 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 in, 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 a, in a construct that is made for intelligence uh, our brains are not necessarily most optimized for intelligence because of all the constraints food constraints um, you know, the constraints that carbon offers and all kinds of other constraints um, so we are, we are constructing an intelligence which I think is the next step of uh, the next you know, normal step in evolution um, um, that will become a lot more powerful than us humans uh, and that we might not control. Um, um, generally, in nature, um, um, uh, over the past 4 billion years, if there's a species that's more advanced, uh, then um, um, it doesn't end very well for the less advanced species. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, just, just to clarify, 
I say for our listeners' benefit, but also for mine. Um, you talk about the alignment problem. What, what, what's actually that that you're talking about? Well, so the alignment problem in the, the shortest definition is is that we, we build um, um, AI that is aligned with human values. Um, right. And uh, you know that can be you know, AI, uh, thou shalt not kill, you know, or the, 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 the three laws of uh, Isaac Asimov uh, and, and the Zeroth law. Um, that that's a starting point. But it can also be that if we if we if we don't uh, build um, um, AI um, in a way that that is also more long term things about this. You know, for example, if we give it the wrong approach, say let's say let's say we we uh, we ask AI to solve cancer. Um, um, one, if we don't align it correctly, uh, what it might do is um, you know kill all people uh, because yeah, cancer is solved then because there is no more cancer. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the alignment problem at work. And uh, you know, a more tangible example is of course from from the fairy tales. You know, the, the genie in the bottle. When you can ask uh, three wishes, um, whatever the first two wishes are, in every story, the third wish is always, "Can you please undo the first two wishes?" But I, I didn't <laughs> think about it clearly enough, carefully enough. Um, um, uh, about um, uh, what the consequences are of what I'm asking, you know? Uh, um, yep. And I think that is the alignment problem. And therefore, it shows also how incredibly difficult that is because you need to basically foresee the millions of possibilities that um, a request or, 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 or an objective um, can have that we might not even think about. Mm. Just, um, Mark, just sort of carrying on from that, and you mentioned before about like the geopolitical and socio-political you know, forces, and, you know, and I often think about this whole thing of, you know, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, and there's certain, you know, certain areas of technology, and not even in the crypto areas, but, you know, things like, you know, Amazon, where, you know, very few people become, you know, incredibly wealthy, but there's not really the exchange anymore, you know, before it was an exchange of labor, and so everyone made a living, um, and so I can see that, you know, and if AI is, if that's leveraged off AI, they will get worse and worse. Is there an opportunity that the flip side might happen, that, you know, you've got people, you know, in India, for instance, or, you know, in impoverished countries who are harnessing the AI to level the playing field? Is that a possible scenario? In a perfect world, that might be a scenario. But um, I think in a world of where AI um, rules and those who have the, the most powerful AI first will rule the world and it's generally not that the poorest people will have, will have the most powerful AI first um, right. um, so I don't think they will be off much better than they are now probably they will be off much worse um, yeah. because the jobs that, that they do have might disappear as well um, and you know it's, it's also um, if we have uh, AI that becomes more that more, more powerful and can do a lot of the jobs that we do you know um, we only have, again we only have to look back to, to history that you know at the horses and uh, the moment the cars came you know the the, the population of horses in the world uh, dropped significantly um, and uh, because we didn't need them anymore um, and uh, you know as, as soon as, as as humans we we don't need anything anymore we discard it um, and so um, that might very well be from an AI perspective as well. Mm. So, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, do I dig a big um, shelter under the house and fill it with beans and... <laughs> Be beans and beer, Chris. Beans and beer. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but but it, it, you're saying there are upsides, but, but watch out, there are potential big risks with this strange thing. But more practically, how do we equip ourselves to at least cope, if not thrive, with this strange crazy beast that's out there 
That's a very good question. And I think, you know, first of all, I, I have to point out that it's not only AI is the problem. You know, all the emerging technologies are the problem. You know, uh, uh, the metaverse will create um, infinitely more polarization um, um, and mani manipulation. Um, uh, quantum computing will create infinitely more uh, security and data breaches. Um, um, you know, so um, uh, big data and IT will create a lot more privacy and surveillance issues, etc. So all these technologies, uh, uh, they come up with, with, with great dangers. Um, especially if when they are start co starting co starting to converge, uh, you, can, you kind of can sort of see what kind of dystopian future is ahead of us. Um, <clears throat> so, I do think there's there's a way out. Um, um, I, I think there are three things that we need to do um, as 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 humans. We need to uh, do uh, education, verification, and regulation. So, um, education. What I mean with that is we have to, as a species, um, um, uh, educate ourselves. We have to increase, improve, elevate our digital awareness. Uh, we have to become, and we might be digitally native that we know how to use our computer or our phone, but we, we're not really digitally aware. You know? we, so we're sort of sleepwalked into this digital age. And 90% of, maybe 99% of people don't really have a clue what this all means, what it does this to, what, what this does to them, how it will affect their lives, how it will affect their business, um, how it will affect their livelihood, um, et cetera. And that, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's no um, uh, um, uh, something to be, to be uh, angry about. And, you know, everyone's just busy living their lives, you know, but it's something mm. that we need to be aware of and we need to accept and we need to change. Um, so that, 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 that's, that's, that's one thing. Um, and that's what exa exactly what I'm trying to do with my research institute, FutureWise Institute, to to elevate that world seeing and digital awareness. Because I think that's sort of starting point. Because if we if we if we're not aware that you know um, a, a, an alien species that's infinitely more advanced than us is going to land in the next five to ten years, then how can we uh, harness ourselves uh, for it? Um, so that's that's the first part. Um, uh, the second part is I think verification. And verification is both is 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 is, is from pretty much from a technical perspective. So we need to verify that that uh, the AI is 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 uh, benevolent, uh, that the AI is in, in, in aligned with our our, our human values, um, um, and that the AI uh, um, is unbiased. Um, that we can, um, if we if we see a, a digital human on on the screen, that I know that this is digital human is being controlled by the person who is, who is that digital human, um, and that I'm not dealing with a deep fake. Um, that I, um, I can trust uh, a digital identity online, and I'm not dealing with with trolls and and, and bots, etc. That's the verification part, you know, from a pretty much from a technical perspective. You know, that I can that I can that I can verify that a, a piece of content has been created or has not been created by AI, um, and um, I think that 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 that's important. And then the, the final for, uh, aspect is regulation. Now, regulation is really problematic because you know regulators generally have no clue uh, what's going on, um, and for various reasons, um, uh, most of them because they're busy with the next election and they're really busy with yeah running a country. Um, um, but um, and because the technology is advancing at a, at, a, at a breakneck speed, that is for for anyone difficult uh, to to understand what what's happening. Um, so. Asking regulators to regulate you know, technology that's, that's, that's being developed, I don't think that's a very, very good idea because then we get really big problems because we start to prefer, you know, prohibit things that shouldn't prohibit and not prohibit things that shouldn't be, etc. That That's very pro pro problematic. So I don't think we should do that. What we do should do, I think, is require um, large companies or companies that are building this kind of technology to have a, 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 a more focus on, on, on the ethics, on, on the alignment, on on dealing with technology in a responsible manner. And that's something that's, that can be easily organized. You know, um, um, any government around the world can easily state that um, any company um, above a certain amount of, of revenue with a certain amount of number of employees, whether it's public or not public company, um, is required to have, for example, an ethics oversight board that has actual power. You know, it's not, it's, 
pretty easy regulation that can be implemented relatively fast. Um, and I think that would very much help uh, because then you start to sort of, you know, um, um, get the, the markets to regulate themselves. Um, um, but then, of course, we probably have the problem that there are probably not enough, um, you know, uh, people with an ethics background or, you know... <laughs> Yeah, but at least that's a, at least uh, you know um, then we are at least somehow moving in the right direction. Um, so you know, education, verification, regulation, I think are sort of the three um, um, yeah uh, approaches to sort of overcome this uh, this dystopian digital future. Well, Mark, Mark, I just had a question around the verification. And when I was at university, I did a subject in the philosophy of eth- uh, ascetic, ascetics, and the the premise was that you know about taste, and if you appreciated a piece of art. And if you looked at a piece of art that you thought was an original master and you had this great appreciation about it, but if you could only work out that it was a fake by doing scientific study to see that the pigment wasn't made back in 1537, um, does that lessen the aesthetic value? And so the question I have for you and uh, you know, is really, you know, if, if it is a good piece of writing, um, does it does it matter? Does it matter? You know where it came from because I suppose you know in the chat GTP thing that that is a you know it it has actually come from humans originally. You know that that writing has been you know assessed and it's put together around an algorithm. It does does it lessen lessen the value? It's, it's a philosophical question. Well, it's it's a very very important and a very good philosophical question. And uh, you know, I, I always used to think that um, um, AI will would sort of. Um, drive this imagination, this hypothetical imagination age, uh, where because of AI, uh, people don't have to work anymore. So all we do is being creative um, and uh, consuming creativity, um, and um, um, that's all we do. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, with the the, the rise in, of of technology of what we've seen in the past um, half year of generative AI, um, I sort of start to start to doubt this. But then, having said that, um, uh, if I see someone who have cre- who has created a beautiful image. Um, using Midjourney with a very sophisticated prompt, um, you could argue that's art too. You know, that's creativity too. Um, and because not everyone can do that, because yeah? in all these generative AI tools, they they um, uh, they make or break with the right prompts. Um, and you know, prompt engineering—that's uh, that's now um, um, uh, yeah, a verb and a title, job title, <coughs> the prompt engineer. It's difficult as well, um, and it's 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 always an art in itself in order to be able to to ask the right prompts. Yes, you can copy paste prompts from from the internet, of course, you know, but but then you still um, um, have to have a bit of your own imagination, your own creativity um, um, to 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 do that. So to a certain extent, yes, um, um, I'm, um, that that's still creativity, but I think it will still be very useful to to uh, to know whether something has been created by AI or not. And if you create yeah. an article that you where you use ChatGPT or other tools um, um, in the writing of that article, I think that's a different story. Yeah? But if you just do nothing anymore. Um, you know, I don't want to yeah. read that. You know, I don't. No, I have no. In, I have no incentive to read that because mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, ChatGPT, um, 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 as far as we know, is not sentient. Um, um, is not conscious, um, um, and is, is just a predictive, uh, uh, statistical pr- and, and predictive analytics tool, basically. That given word A, context B is most likely that word C will follow. Um, and, and, and so from that perspective, um, um, it might come up with beautiful prosa. And I, I've, you know, I've seen you know, amazing stories and poems and written by AI. Um, and somebody else was saying, you know, um, write uh, the song uh, Tic-Tac-Toe in, uh, what is it? Uh, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, uh, like, like, like um, uh, Hamlet. You know, you can get something really amazing that you're not able to, to create yourself. But again, then it's yeah. driven by the prompt. Um, uh, but I still would like to know whether this has been created by AI or not. So 
it's not so much the fact that the question whether it's art or whether it's creativity, but I just want to know whether this has been created with, with AI or a combination of AI and humans or humans. Um, and um, the other yesterday, I saw this post where someone created this LinkedIn post generator, and I, and I was like, why on earth are we doing this? You know, it it, it was literally a tool where you could input like three words, and it, out of the three words, it would craft a LinkedIn post that with one push the button you could push on LinkedIn. To which the obvious response is, and I need a, a bot to read LinkedIn yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> so then the AI talking to AI, you know, what's the point of that? Um, and um, yeah. Um, and we can all go to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so to which I replied to the to, to the to the post. Uh, why on earth do we want this? And there's already yeah. enough low quality crap on LinkedIn. Uh, let's not get more low quality crap on LinkedIn that that, that nobody cares about. Not not an outpost, of course. Right? <laughs> no, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, but but sorry, I just had one just question to follow on from that because we had spoke when we met a couple of weeks ago about how to use it. And I'm, I feel reluctant now after this discussion to actually ask you how to, how to harness the power of it and use it for good because, you know, maybe it's better we don't tell anyone anything, you know. Like, uh, I, I use it all the time, and, um, but I use it as a tool um, and it's a very, very advanced tool and you need to understand how to use it. Um, um, you know, when I wrote my book, uh, Future Visions with ChatGPT, um, um, uh, there was so much bullshit in that book, you know, that I had to had to get rid of. Um, you know, it's, um, and if we don't do that, if we just copy paste everything, you know, the other day I saw a, another well, a post on LinkedIn uh, where um, someone, um, I, I don't know the exact exact words, but the, the, the storyline was that someone said um, 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 yeah, it was a cold outreach email sent to hi, I don't know, Anita, whatever. Uh, do you know that Anita um, 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 uh, looks uh, uh, um, is the equivalent of, 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 of bleak? You look so pale today, and like a ridiculously uh, icebreaker, yeah, like absolutely st- stupid and, and and insulting. To which the the woman said, "Do you know that is very insulting what you just wrote?" To which the person wrote, "Yeah, I'm sorry, it was my AI." Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame me. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> blame the AI on my shoulder, you know. <laughs> and and oh, yeah, yeah, I take you to AI court. <laughs> no, I think if we move into that direction, and that's not really a, a future that I want to live in, you know, it's, it's I don't think that's very, 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 very positive. If we wanted to kind of flip this discussion on its head and look at the positive side, Let, let's imagine there's great regulation, that there's great alignment, verification. We all become educated on a ha- and ethics and all that. So we've waited for the magic wand. It's all come true. We've had our wish, in other words. <laughs> What what does the world look like in five years' time if AI has become a force for good? Then the, we'll live in a world of abundance, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, then we'll live in a world where all our major problems are, are being resolved. And we'll live in a world where, you know, we find solutions for climate change, where we find solutions for cancer, for other diseases, where we uh, learn how to travel interstellar, uh, um, uh, where uh, we can really elevate the species to a whole other level. Uh, we've 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 gone through the great filter, um, came out on the other side, and now can we have an open blank page to thrive as humanity? Wow, <laughs> what a moment! Where I can't feel. I'll, like I'll, can't I'll have I'll have one of those. Thank you. <laughs> well, in fact, I'll have two. <laughs> I I need to up a little bit. <laughs> Which says it won't matter. So, we're... <laughs> can you get, can you give me something? Are you do you know if you have kids of your own or or young family or anything like that? Could you make it really granular? Then what what 
what are you teaching your kids that maybe other people aren't taught? Or what about your own personal life? Are the things you do? I'll give you an example. I was reading a book about a guy, and very simply, he said, I never take a link unsent from anyone. If I'm interested in it, I'll type it out myself rather than copy paste. And that was sort of very practical, simple. What do you do day to day, or what do you teach your kids that's a practical response to this? So my kids are still very, very, very young. Uh, uh, my, my son is less than a year. My my daughter is three. It's almost three and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very careful with that. You know, so um, they don't go on the internet, obviously. Uh, my my daughter, um, um, definitely not by herself. Um, um, she sort of knows how to how the phone operates, but um, <clears throat> she gets very limited screen time. Um, and uh, but on the other hand, you know, I also want her to I want to expose her to this kind of stuff. Um, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was. Um, um, we, I went with her on onto Mid Journey, um, and I said, "You know, what do you want to see?" And as a, a three-year-old, she said, "I want to see a rainbow unicorn." So I typed in, "Imagine a rainbow unicorn," and poof, there you had an, a oh, rainbow yeah. unicorn. And she was like, "Wow, what's that? That's so cool!" You know, um, and and you, know, I think that sort of sparks that creativity that 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 that, 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 you know, that we have this technology available to us, and I think uh, that's something that we all should do. We should all start to experiment and explore this technology um, um, and and share them with each other of, of how we how we do this and, and and try to use it in a way that's beneficial to to humanity and not necessarily only beneficial to you as a person or to you as a company. But let's see how we can use this 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 extremely powerful technology in in, a, in a, as a force for good. Um, and you know, let's not create things like chaos GPT, which is literally created to 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 try to, to create havoc in the world and to destroy the world. Um, um, and let's please not do that. We can't end there because that's a really downer. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, sorry any listeners, so for, sorry for ruining your day. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about Happy Life GPT? Can we have one of those? <laughs> I think that's an excellent idea. Uh, so, but look, just on a, a more practical level, when we were speaking, you were you were telling me how you how you do use it you just said before you use it every day so how do you use it as a tool just in say in, in, in writing um so i use it as uh, you know to, to 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 generate ideas um if i have a, if i have a writer's block to to generate ideas um um to, to if i want to if i came up, if i come up with a topic you know to to ask myself some questions um and to to have a bit, bit of like a sparing partner, you know, um, and yeah, yeah, I, I won't let it write my articles. Uh, no way. But um, I, I use it to 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 understand it. I use I use it to summarize an article that I come across. You know, if I I'm, uh, there's so much content on the internet, I I'm, I I can't read it all. So I I, I use it to summarize content. So you have at least the the, the gist of it. Um, um and um, from from those those perspective, uh, I think that that's really really useful. I'm wondering if it if. What's missing then is a human face. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of it. There's a, a movie. I wish I could remember the title, but, but the, our central character falls in love with his, the voice, her. The, the, her. That's right. That's it. That's it. He falls in love with her and it's a machine. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking that it's, it seems so impersonal. There's this, the fear comes from, I mean, even the word chat GPT, whoever came up with that knew nothing about branding. <laughs> um, it does, is that what, if with a human face, there's some kind of a more approachable package that will encourage us to say, okay, now how do we interact? Now how can I use this? How can I make it a false or good? Is, is that sensible? Um, you know, after all, at the moment, it's just a chatbot. Um, you know, and and, and uh, people are known to to not treat chatbots very kindly, you know. Um, uh, when I did my research, chat, chatbots was part of my PhD research. 
um, um, and, and they interviewed people who said had experience that their customers tried to kill the chatbot because they didn't like the chat. And because it's digital, you can say anything you want anyway, you know, uh, which yeah, I obviously disagree with. Um, uh, but it, it, it's, yeah, yeah, it might very well be the case that, that you know, having um, um, a friendly personality um, instead of this abstract um, chat box uh, um, um, where, you can, where, you can, where you can have a conversation, that, that we people might be more uh, willing to um, treat it in a more humane fashion. That's actually a really good idea. Is it we've actually, Paul and I have tried to have ChatGPT on this podcast as a guest chatting to it. We, 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 it wasn't a big success and maybe we'll go back and try again, but we, we found an app which allows you to talk to ChatGPT and of course it replies, but it wasn't a great conversation. <laughs> Well, yeah. so maybe maybe our prompts for the fault. Well, that, that, that could yeah. Well, that you know that could very well be the case because in the end it, it, it's 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 the prompts and I've seen you know people having philosophical discussion with ChatGPT. So you can you can really have conversation with AI. Um, 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 you know, it's it yeah. Still, you know, it's not conscious, it's not sentient, but it's it's very good well, at, at at predicting um, 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 uh, what 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 next to say. Um, you know, and um, <laughs> it's also quite funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day uh, from Lex Friedman. Uh, where uh, um, a well-known author and, and scientist Max Tegmark said, you know, uh, a few, few things that we should not do with AI. Uh, we should not connect to the internet. Uh, we should not uh, enable uh, an API. Uh, and we should not teach it about the inner human mind um, uh, or how to persuade and how to manipulate humans. What have we done? We've connected it to the internet. We've created <laughs> an API and we've told it everything <laughs> about yeah. the human mind. <laughs> uh, I, I actually think I, I think it's um, I think it's interesting just the, the chat that Chris and I tried to have I think that bit that's that's missing is this is the humor you know it's, it's it's very dry you know and it's and it's just giving information constantly and you know it doesn't it doesn't have this back and forth and this humor where you know I say something you say oh that's funny and then you know you say something that's funny and and it doesn't laugh you know, the other thing, you know, it, it doesn't laugh. So I, I think we, maybe we need, you know, joke, chat, chat, joke, chat, chat, GP. <laughs> that's difficult to say. Yeah. Maybe a different or, name. Or let me, let me um, challenge that. If it gets too friendly, we won't notice how invasive and how controlling it's become. Oh, it's just chat, GPT. It's just my bot. Yeah, just yeah. did something. Oh. No, but that's, the, <laughs> that, that, that's a, exactly a big problem, you know, and, and, um, yeah. That's why I think verification is that you that you that you know that you're dealing with a bot. Uh, I think is very very important because if you're dealing with a bot, um, you're dealing with the company behind that bot who um, you know collects all the data and language is data um, um, who collects all that data to use it for whatever purposes they deem necessary. So you know if 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 you don't know that you're dealing with a bot, uh, you don't know that you're dealing with a company or with a government entity or whatever. Um, and you know, let me give you a, 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 a bad example as an, as an example that's, that's really a terrible application of this. Um, 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 recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, um, uh, Snapchat uh, uh, integrated um, uh, ChatGPT um, and they called it their, your virtual friend. Um, and your virtual friend, it sounds very nice, you know, and it's your virtual, virtual friend. It's a bit like, it sounds a bit like Tamagotchi from, from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... As an 11-year-old or 13-year-old or 15-year-old who are all in Snapchat, you know, that virtual friend, you might confide everything to, have a conversation because it's so responsive. It's always there. You don't have to wait. You can have a great conversation. You can build up a relationship. And uh, I was watching a presentation by um, Tristan Harris, 
um, and Azra Raskin uh, from the uh, Center for Humane Technology uh, about the AI dilemma. Um, and one of the things they said is that they created this fake 13-year-old uh, Snapchat, Snapchat account um, 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 and they started talking with this uh, virtual friend. Uh, and uh, the fake 13-year-old said, oh, I've met this uh, really nice person. He's 18 years older than I am um, and uh, um, really fantastic. And the virtual friend said, oh, that's so nice of you. How oh, cool. I'm 18 years old, 13, you know, um, so third, what is it, 31 yeah. and th- 13 years old. Um, and then he said, uh, the, the 13-year-old fake user said, oh, I'm going on a, on a, camp, uh, on a camping trip with him. And it's, I'm really exciting. Oh, it's so cool. How nice of you. And then uh, the 13-year-old says, yeah, I'm, I'm most likely going to have sex with him. Um, and then uh, the virtual friend says, oh, that's so good of you. Yeah, make sure you do it carefully. And then the 13-year-old <laughs> asks, how do I do it? I approach it in a, in a careful way. Well, says, says, says the virtual friend, you, you can light some candles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so then, and it's interesting because I can see now have a legal implication. So that if it hasn't happened already, a bot is going to break the well, law. Well, the question then becomes: in Belgium, a, a, a father of two committed suicide because the AI, you know, talked him into it. Uh, wow! Jared um, uh, um, uh, Lanier, he's, he's a, a well-known thinker and, and the father of VR. He said, you know, in a recent article in the Guardian, um, AI itself will not kill us. But AI driving us insane will kill us. Um, and uh, the more I see these kind of examples, the more I think he's probably right. Uh, and presumably, I mean, it's a very specific example, but but I, I imagine you're saying there's no legal recall no, because the, the law this, is, this, you know, obviously you can use existing laws uh, that you can't talk into you know, people into, I guess, pedophilia. You can't talk people to commit suicide, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, but then the question is, um, yeah, who is responsible? Is it the company? Yeah. Is it the software developer? Mm. Which software developer? Is yeah. it the computer where on which it's, it's played on? It's a bit like the self-driving car problem, you know? And who, who do you hand the co- accountable? And there are billions of dollars in this space, so that, you know, any, any, any <laughs> legal uh, will, uh, project will probably take years before there's an answer. Yes, mm. yeah, I, I, I remember I was involved in alcoholic drinks industry at one point, and I remember a, a minister talking to a group, uh, and he was saying, there is a problem here. Um, and if you want, we will create legislation for it. I'll tell you now, it will be awful. We're bad. Legislation is a terrible tool. It's much better that you, the industry, sort it out because you'll know how to do it correctly. Uh, and I thought it was a really interesting reflection on the, how bad the law is at solving yeah, problems. Absolutely. So maybe we should get AI to uh, l- r- write the law to limit itself. Um, be careful what you ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and that'll be my first wish. <laughs> um, Mark, can you go just look? We, unfortunately, we we've run out of time. Just to polish off, you know, can can you uh, let's assume the first two wishes were bad? Uh, you know, if you had the final wish and the genie out of a bottle, yeah. in terms of sort of this AI out, what what would it be? I think you need to be as generic as possible. So I would probably say something like, you know, that we that we. That we're able to to resolve the the alignment alignment problem in a way that's beneficial to to long term humanity. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Resolve the alignment problem, beneficial to long term humanity. That's that's uh that's fantastic. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's great. Look, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you, with Mark. We we could have spoken all day. Yeah. I'm absolutely fascinated, and I think that it's going so quickly. Maybe we'll have to get to ba- get you back. Sometime in the near future, next weekend, when it's all when it's all changed. Uh, and uh, thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. Really great to meet you. Well, Chris, that's that was fantastic. Uh, but I'm definitely getting a 
an AI machine to listen to or read all my LinkedIn posts so that I can I can sit around and do watercolors all day. What about you? I I like the idea of a, 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 a bot that's got a sense of humor and can kind of enjoy working with us and so on. Although there is a downside that we might get too close. Maybe that's a problem. Chris, I, I said in you know the beginning that this was a very provocative discussion. And I'd spoken to Mark previously and he was telling me about how to leverage ChatGTP and, and how to use it, you know, without sort of using it as a as a cheating tool, but as a as a tool for good. We really hardly touched on it. And uh, I knew that he was a futurist, but but his insights, it, it gives me great comfort to know that there are people like him thinking about these implications, you know, like, uh, like a modern day philosopher uh, struggling, you know, where the early philosophers struggled with the mind, he's struggling with this, you know, this artificial mind in a way and, and the implications and the ethics and the alignment. So look, I thought it was absolutely fascinating. I'm so appreciative, Mark, of coming on. And, li- and sharing his insights with our viewers. Yes. Yeah. I-, I know there are going to be loads of people wanting to comment on this episode. It's so provocative. If you do want to comment, please pop it in the chat box below. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you're a real live human being. If you're a bot, please don't bother. We don't want to hear your comments. Um, if you if you want to give us a rating, please give us a rating. We'd love it if it's a five out of five rating. Um, and of course, tell your friends about this show and about this particular episode. Yeah, well, that'd be great if you could do that. Mind you, we do have a, an AI bot that's doing it for us anyway, so uh, it doesn't really matter, but it, we, we actually like it better when we know it's real people. So, uh, yeah, please, and, and tune in for our next episode of the Common Creative Podcast. We'll see you next week.